0: Hi, welcome to Spark of Joy, a podcast for curious minds and soul searchers. I'm Lauren, your host, and today we'll be talking to my good friend, Rachel Wagstaff. Yogi, astrologer, and fellow soul searcher, she interweaves her love of the stars into her work, play, and life. Today we'll be talking about astrology and mythology from their origins in ancient Greece to today and how looking beyond can help us find belonging within. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Spark of Joy, Rachel. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm really, really happy to be here. Yay. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you for making the time to come and chat with me today. Um, It's one of the things I think I enjoy the most about our friendship Mm. is how easily we can have a conversation. There's no... Nothing in the way, we can just talk, I feel like we could chat for absolutely hours and hours and hours. Definitely. Oh, yay! Um, So one thing that we are going to be talking about massively today are probably two of our biggest self-study passion subjects. Yes, very much. In astrology and (laughs) mythology. And I have to say, before I met you, the subject of astrology was shrouded in so much mystery and was mainly newspaper horoscopes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like magazine horoscopes that I used to look at and go mm. <laughs> yeah but you've shone a real great light on it which I massively appreciate so Yay. just to introduce yourself mm. to everybody listening how have you found astrology you weave it into your yoga practice yep. let us know the journey that you oh, have been gosh. on I mean, I've been into
1: astrology for so long that it's just woven into my childhood. It's like there's Mm -hmm. Rachel and she's like, you know, what's your sun sign? And that's all (laughs) I knew, because like you said, that's literally what's written in newspapers or magazines. It's your sun sign, which most of us know as our star sign, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's bringing in who we are as that ego sort of uh base but we won't dive into that just yet but (laughs) because I do I will just go into the subject straight away but it was just like oh what's your sun sign and like reading it going oh this is interesting also thinking you know well I could relate to other ones like you know I won't just read mine I'd be like oh what's that and it's very very basic and you're just scratching at the surface with those mm. so I wanted to learn more and you know I'd have books I'm such a typical Gemini
0: <laughs> I have so many books um it's like oh there's
1: another book there's another
0: book I and bet you feel at home in this room then because there, so there are books. so many books I'm like oh, Gemini heaven
1: <laughs> so like walk into a bookshop or a library and I'm like see you later um, I'll be here for hours but yeah it was diving into those books, learning more. It kind of got put on the back burner, how everything I feel does when you go through your teenage years. Oh, yeah. yeah it's like, oh, that's, that's not popular. That's not trendy. cool. That's not cool. <laughs> um, but it really came about, ironically, as I was just starting to teach yoga, I was doing that part time and someone I worked with was very into astrology. So we would sit and do admin work I've said that in like (laughs) like, we're we're, yeah we're we're doing work on this and we were doing each other's charts and she was really into it and then she started talking more about the rising sign your moon sign and that really woke that back up into my consciousness and I was like I've got to dive back into this there's no you know it's there's a reason why I've you know full circled back to it
0: Mm. and that's
1: how it's sort of been woven in and I did a lot of Like lunar yoga, really my teacher training, Mm -hmm. which I love, very feminine practice, and I've always identified as a bit of a tomboy and Mm -hmm. like not been very feminine in that sense. But that brought in that water element, and uh, it was interesting looking at my chart for why that's um, a big strong element for me. But I was like, there's got to be more to this, Uh, you know, just looking and working with the moon, and then that's when I bring in working with each sign the moon is currently in and yeah. then it's quite interesting so I can go around the room like you might do with Ayurveda and go that person's very Pitta today or mm. very Vata and I can be like oh you're being very Virgo today or you're being very you know sort of Gemini and it's like well, what are you talking about and it's then a really interesting diving into the signs we really relate to and why mm. we're more than that star sign in our you know that we read in a newspaper.
0: Yeah. Oh, so you weave so much of your astrological insight into your yoga classes mm. as well. Yeah, uh, pretty much all your classes have a theme. Yep. About what's going on yeah. with the constellations, mm. how it's moving yeah. through the sun signs, yeah. and where it was is in terms of the moon and mm. everything like that. And I think that's one of the things I love the most about mm. your teaching. Thank you. It's fun to do because it's very present in the moment what's going on Mm. in the stars does affect
1: us physically you know we get affected by the moon phases the same Mm. way the tide does you know we're 70 ish percent water depending on who you talk to (laughs) so why would we not be affected by other astrological you know beings so it is really interesting and i love weaving that in and i've done that that's been a big feature on my youtube channel of right then it's a new moon the new moon is now um in it was like the last one was in gemini so we Mm. do a very gemini focused practice new moon's that time of internal reflection so it's a very slow very meditative practice we've then uh, got the full moon coming up um, yeah. and then that would be a bit more of an expansion or dynamic practice mm. but i'll also be theming it around the sign the moon's in because that will have a big impact on it yeah. as well which is why it changes and
0: evolves and do you find when you when you've seen classes in that particular way people end up leaving the practice going I had no idea that's exactly how you, how I was feeling mm. you've brought that mm. to light for me thank you yeah
1: absolutely like we're currently as we're recording this we're at first quarter moon mm-hmm. and you can break down those those four main um, sort of phases there are eight in total but we weren't yeah. the fourth, so new moon first quarter full moon last quarter mm-hmm. so we've got new moon to first quarter we'd say is the spring season yeah so kind of waking up emerging. yeah emerging but it makes me chuckle because last night i was teaching and <laughs> online and everyone's like oh yawning and i'm like let it out let it out because you you're just waking up from that new moon slumber and it probably sounds absolutely bonkers but it's so true whereas next yeah. week as we move towards the full moon everyone's like can we do a bit more dynamic movement or a bit yeah. more well, you know let's do the chaturangas this is the time I want to do them <laughs> yeah you know? and then it's like let me move back into yawning face. yeah <laughs> so yeah it is really interesting honoring that energy
0: and so. the ebb and flow of our mm. natural body's rhythm I 100% yeah I mean it's one thing that I did learn with with yoga mm. but has just been brought more and more to light yeah certainly over the over the last few years mainly with my friendship with you that's oh, how it you. aligns very nicely <laughs> um so Let's do a little bit of just a gratitude practice. Mm. Part of Spark of Joy, I like to get people to think about what they are grateful for. So if you Mm. had to pick three things that you're particularly grateful for today, Rachel, what would they be?
1: First, I love a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. My first one is always the sunshine, which is now starting to come out, which I love. Yeah, And... Sunshine for me in, in astrology rules the sign of Leo, which is the fifth half of fun and joy. And mm-hmm. if, you know, to feel that joyfulness in the sunshine, love it. Yeah. Uh, so sunshine, always my top thing to be thankful for, grateful for. Um, connection, especially in the last year. You know, we've been able to Zoom, WhatsApp, finally get back in person. So still being able to connect with people. That's mm-hmm. been a big one on my list for gratitude. Um, and then my dogs because they're a good excuse to get out of the house when we weren't allowed always. To
0: get always. Out
1: of the house. and they're they're always joyful aren't they, they always yes always so, yeah yeah
0: so. I think for me today again I would say I'd say the rain I think I'm grateful mm. for that rainfall there's something really refreshing about a cleansing mm. rain after a few really warm muggy days yeah. My least favourite weather is a warm day where mm. you can't see the sun. Yes, That's
1: my that least hazy. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I feel like I'm literally walking through sludge. So I'm grateful for that refreshing mm. rainfall. I love that. And also, I am that person who thinks that rain's great because it's good for my garden. I don't have to water it. We don't have to water it. <laughs> <laughs> i was exactly
1: the same, like, oh, it's, it's raining, yes, Steph, yes. don't have
0: to get the hosepipe. Um, I'm grateful because I had another beautiful sea swim last mm. night. I love being in the water. And I think another, the third thing has to be, yeah, our friendship. Yay, our awesome. friendship. So, yeah, yeah, they are the three things that I am particularly grateful for today. And, um, yeah, gratitude hopefully can spread throughout the rest mm. of our days. With with that, let's let's really start to look at astrology. There's a couple of mm. things that I wanted to talk about because obviously we're going to be talking astrology and mythology, mm. our two favourite subjects. And the thing that ties those two subjects together more than anything is really the ancient Greek yes. civilization, which again, history coming straight back into one of my favourite <laughs> eras. So, people have mapped the stars and the constellations for years mm. de- centuries yeah. millennia to find meaning and um, since the sort of late middle bronze age when the calendrical systems were being formed to map the cycle of the days the months the years mm. and decades but no civilization really built upon the subject of astrology quite like ancient greece yeah um, unfortunately it was under conquest of alexander the great in asia that the subject began to grow across most of europe um people took what was perhaps ancient astronomy. Mm. So sort of the mapping, certainly across like the Mesopotamian era. Yeah. And then when it came to Greece, that was when they started to build on kind of the more personality traits. And Is that right?
1: Both, yeah, I mean, astrology and astronomy are mm. very, very similar. Because, you, yeah. I mean, you've got to use astronomy yes. to, to be able to understand where or how the signs yeah. and are uh, moving through all the planets and, and yeah. whatnot. So yeah, they do beautifully yeah. weave together.
0: Yeah. And then... With that, the the sort of personality traits and everything really began to sort of come to the forefront mm. of Greek civilization. And it's so interesting when we had our very first conversation about working with this yes. podcast with this idea, obviously, one of my biggest subjects and passion subjects is mythology, mm. and it's so interesting to see the alignment of the sun signs, the the you know the twelve signs yes. that move through the year as well as you know, the the mythology, the gods, the goddesses and and all the heroes and everything. Mm. It's really, really wonderful to see all of those things moving together. Um, So people have always delved into the subject to find meaning in their own personal lives ever since the Greeks began to really delve into the different personality traits that each sign brings um and that is literally exactly what you do Mm. Uh, you've done a birth chart for me which is a gorgeously stunning 15 page document that in all honesty I sat and read and then literally only retained the information of about the first two pages (laughs) so it's one of those things I think I go back and refer Mm. to more than I have fully you know embraced it yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) I feel like it will be something that grows with me Mm. I can always refer back to it and have a read and think oh what's going on at the moment oh I'll refer back to my birth chart that Rachel's done for me (laughs) um it's got all the information and it's basically you take a blueprint Mm. of the sky at the moment that that person is born absolutely and I always when you when you sent it to me I'm Sun Aries, mm-hmm. which I always used to look at as a kid, you know, these newspaper horoscopes would yeah. be like, yeah. that's not me. I don't <laughs> feel like that. And then you did my birth chart and I was like, oh, cool. That's why. Yeah. Because I actually feel more my moon sign. And my rising yeah, sign, yeah,
1: absolutely. And this is why having your birth chart read is so fascinating because I've done this before, where I've had people say, "I don't resonate with my sun sign," mm. and you might not at all. I mean, looking at your birth chart, because I've got it here, and I'll be very technical now. You're only nine mm. degrees Aries, so mm. you were born about ten days into Aries season, so you're kind of mm. like a baby Aries, a baby, a, a, a baby Aries, a baby <laughs> a baby Aries. <laughs> but a baby um, sheep, a baby sheep. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. You're not quite a ram. (laughs) I'm a lamb. You're a lamb. I'm a lamb. (laughs) You're a little lamb. That's why you're all cute and cuddly. (laughs) But this is it. There's so much you... Everyone is made up of all 12 signs. Yes. We all have that in us. And then that's also what represents the houses. Mm. And they all roll
0: different aspects. Also, a great argument for anyone who thinks, well... Not everyone can fit into one personality no, trait. Exactly. exactly, you've got 12. We are, we are complex. <laughs> we're more complex than that. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, you, you,
1: everyone knows their sun sign. Mm. You know, They know, oh, I'm a Gemini. They might not know much about it. Yeah. But having your, your chart read, you know which one. Because I've even read charts because they're like, oh, I'm. I'm Capricorn. I'm Capricorn, and mm. they were actually born on a cusp. I love cusps. So many people, <laughs> so many people say they're on a cusp. I'm like, oh, are you really on a cusp? Yeah. Uh, because it's a very specific point yeah. in your birth chart. But mm. they were actually Aquarius. Because oh. if you look in the newspaper and say, well, anyone born between the twenty-first and the twenty-first of this date or this day, yeah. it's just an approximation. But we know that our calendars are thirty days ish most of them, mm. whereas the moon cycle. isn't quite that the sun moves into a new sign every 30 days Mm. but again it will slightly move and change so it's really interesting yeah we have that ebb and flow again
0: so Mm. you might be
1: reading capricorn and go i don't really resonate with this because you're reading the wrong one (laughs) (laughs) because because i mean my mum's a a cusp she's the 20th of may
0: but if Mm. you read um 20th
1: of may she should be taurus yeah but her birth chart she's one degree gemini Oh. So it's this is why it's really interesting to have your your chart read, and then you aren't just that that yeah. one personality type. You're twelve,
0: and it's it wasn't complex. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't until you did my birth chart for me that I realised I was born on a full moon.
1: Absolutely. So this is why it's really interesting to to look at that. So there's different ways that you can really gauge that in in a birth chart. So. Mm because um, your full, your moon sign is in the sign opposite your sun mm. sign so mm-hmm. your moon is in Libra mm-hmm. so that's where you have that, that balance come in mm. so you know when you're reading a chart if your moon is in the opposite sign of your sun sign you were born at a full moon for myself I'm mm. Gemini, my moon's in Taurus oh, so I was close. just before the new moon yeah. so it's it's really interesting and that has different effects on, on our personality because the moon's your emotion yeah and then you have your rising sign. Yep. Um, so just, those are the three to really look at. Sun sign, yeah. moon sign, rising sign. Rising sign, um, ha- depending on who you talk to, has different um, reasons or meanings behind it. Some people say it's the mask you wear. So mm. you'll kind of step into your your rising Virgo, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you might go more into a Virgo state of, I'm just going to be grounded, take in what's going on. And then suddenly before you know it, Aries Lauren comes <laughs> out, hello. Um, and, <laughs> Because <laughs> you feel safe, or you feel grounded enough yeah. to to allow you know your your true color to be shown. Ironically, my rising's Capricorn. Mm. Um, which is supposed to be the workaholic, um, the career-driven. And I wasn't until I really got into teaching yoga. Yeah. But then that was just as I moved into my 30s. And then we go into a whole different topic with the, the Saturn, return,
0: Saturn return, which you're going through.
1: That's, that's <laughs> Am I? You, um,
0: am I? Yes, you I are. I don't know about that. <laughs> Definitely am, anyway. But that's
1: it to be when you step more into your personality of your rising sign, mm. when you reach that sort of your
0: 28, 29, 30s. Um, and when you said at the beginning as well, you know, we all go through this teenage phase of perhaps mm, suppressing yep. what truly lights us up. I think I suppressed very much the studious part of mm. me in a t- as a teenager. And then, yeah, getting towards my late 20s, I was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm so interested in all of these things. Mm. There's no point in me trying to hide this anymore. Absolutely. And um yeah, filling my house with books and and reading lots of different things and <laughs> yeah, there's definitely that that Saturn return element yeah. that's brought out the more studious side mm. in me again. And I love that because you're the,
1: the the teacher or the the student's very much a Sagittarius quality, and that's mm. your fourth house. The fourth house is your your place of home. That's your foundation.
0: Mm. So you need
1: to be learning. That's where you feel at home.
0: Fantastic. I, lo- I have love. Have to say, I think Sagittarius <clears throat> is probably my favourite sign of them all. Mm. Mainly because of the of the god and goddess <laughs> that we assigned to them, so Rachel and I had an entire conversation where we assigned different gods and goddesses, and I'm not going to sit and read the the long list, uh, but Sagittarius is my favourite. So yeah, it may come as absolutely no surprise to some of you listening that I have managed to weave mythology into this conversation, (laughs) because I absolutely love the study of Greek mythology. Again, a subject which has shone, which was shone a huge light on throughout the ancient Greek civilization. And there's so many similarities. One thing that stood out to us as Mm. well is how there were 12 sun signs. Yep. 12 main gods and goddesses of mount olympus 12 months in the year and 12 titans which Mm. i looked at afterwards 12 titans (laughs) and um there's also we're not which we're not going to go in today because that's a whole other podcast (laughs) episode in (laughs) itself but there's also 12 personality archetypes by the uh analytical psychologist carl jung Mm. and you know even very quickly you drew the conclusion with the sign of cancer yeah the goddess Hestia and the um, archetype of the caregiver. So there's all of these beautiful things that weave throughout all of these different kinds of traits Mm. and archetypes and gods and goddesses of mythology that all align perfectly with the stars over our head. So we're not going to cover everything in massive depth. We're just going to kind of talk really openly about the things that correlate and weave in together. So it's obviously worth noting that the age that we live in, mm. I know you'll probably have something to say about this as well, which I'm very <laughs> excited about already. Um, but I s- suppose religion as a kind of organisation is mm. not anywhere near as prominent within society as it has been in previous centuries. Yeah. So I think certainly for me, I find the thing I love about mythology is what it shines a light on on the people yeah because these stories these myths these figures were written and thought up by the people very Mm. much living through that time looking for answers yeah so I love the fact that all of these stories were created for people to find meaning Mm. and to them it was a religion similar with Norse mythology there was a very loose a very loose religion, you know, looking Mm. to different gods for different attributes and luck with the seas and Mm. oceans and the harvest and things like that. So it's really interesting to look at, I think, astrology that way as well, especially where we can go into so much more depth than just a singular sun sign for one person. Mm. That's it. That's all you are. No more complexity needed. (laughs) And I think there's a particular wisdom that can come with that. I've had a few conversations with Ben about this, actually, Mm. because he's very on the opposite side to me. And he's like, astrology, mm, 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 (laughs) maybe. And I'm like, well, it's it's out there. It's silly to not think that Mm. something that literally encircles us and we are a part of doesn't have some kind of impact on us down here on Earth. And it's exactly the same way that people would have thought about... Mm omnipotent gods Absolutely. in years gone by.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's
0: how we can make it
1: relatable to us, mm. isn't it? Was, when you go into the stories, I love <clears throat> Norse mythology. I love oh. anything to do with Vikings. Yeah, I um, do. <laughs> and it's how, you know, they would, um, you know, the women would pray or sacrifice to the female god to get pregnant because mm. that was what she went through as well so yeah. uh you know well they believed they were the embodiment didn't they of of this particular um, god or goddess mm. so it's really really fascinating yeah we we want to feel that we can relate to it and mm. sometimes i think in a religious aspect it's it's that sort of it's a bit too out of mm. our grasp isn't it yeah. so how can we relate to that or who you know finding
0: who we are and invoking the spirit mm. of that particular sign yeah. or goddess, you know, talking about fertility and, mm. and pregnancy and going through that very feminine, mm. you know, process. Don't really love the word process. Gonna have to stick with it for now. Um, <laughs> but it's so interesting. I think both as yogis as well, we can do so much inner searching, mm. there's only so much inward looking realistically that we can do we're not a pot of (laughs) we're not a cornucopia of answers (laughs) so drawing all of that inspiration down Mm. from things that we see constellations that we see and and Mm. the stories and the mythology that we have around all of those things
1: and like I've already said you know it's something as simple as the moon affects Mm. our tides and we're tidal as well we Mm. have that ebb and flow so we we're affected we've just gone through eclipse season yeah so that has shame we couldn't see it i know because (laughs) we i mean we could have seen it but it was it was so cloudy but you Mm. can still feel it and um that has more of an effect on us we have the super moons when the moon is Mm. the closest i also she. <laughs> yeah, and she. she yeah. That the moon gets to us. And I know we've had this discussion with the male and female entities of, of yeah. the moon and the sun. And I love that you have it in the reverse, but it's, it's seeing that we are
0: all that man and female. Yeah. We have. I've, we have I've, that al- I've always us. seen the moon as female and the sun as male. Yeah. It was Ben who said, <laughs> ah. but the sun is literally creation mm. embodied, and that's a woman to me.
1: I that's, love that, yeah, but to so my mind, a woman
0: cannot get pregnant unless she has the seeds. Exactly, that's how it... So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally how the conversation went as well, we're just recreating that conversation. Oh, I love it. It's funny as well, because I've got I've got a Myth Atlas book, Ooh. and I went through, after Ben and I had this conversation, mm. I was just like flicking through the pages, and I was like, right, I'm going to count how many myths... Yeah have it as male and how many have it as female and it's basically completely even so it's just completely uh, yeah. up to yeah the individual but yeah i do feel mm. that that moon that lunar energy yeah. is far more of a feminine yeah. thing absolutely and i don't see i know it's very frivolous but i don't see very men very many men going oh look at the moon <laughs>
1: no, exactly. It is, it is a very female entity and if you think about it you know it's you know when we go into creation we're going way off topic a little bit but it's so fascinating but you know everything that a woman creates is internal in the womb Mm. there's there's darkness in that and that's the same with with the with the moon um we were chatting earlier about um glastonbury and how Mm. i'm gonna have to take you to my favorite place in the world please (laughs) um but you have two springs you've got the red spring and the white spring Mm. and it's always been seen by other people not me um that the red spring is very masculine and the white spring is very feminine, but I was like, "But women bleed
0: yeah. monthly."
1: So to me, the red spring has always been very feminine, mm. and then the white spring, as it's a white spring, <laughs> to me is very masculine. Yeah. So, but when you go into it, it's it. You can't. I can see why people feel it the other way around because mm. of how they're set up. But I'm not going to diverge too much because I no, need fair. to experience that. For I need myself. to. I clearly but need
0: to go there and see it and make my but mind up.
1: <laughs> but it's interesting. But we have that balance. The the sun signs themselves, or the star signs, or um, well, twelve of them. They, you know they oversee more of a masculine or more of a feminine
0: yeah
1: but we then still have that mixture coming in mm. so it's just interesting seeing when you go through a chart how much you have more one of the other yeah so as I said earlier I you know as a child I really related to being a tomboy mm, my me chart's too. more masculine mm. so but I can bring that into my own femininity with that water element the same way you do like you said you know going for a sea swim it just mm-hmm. helps That's sort a of grounding um embodiment for you yeah and
0: that's that's something i didn't know until we first have started having this conversation Mm. about creating this podcast episode together and it's um starting with aries the first sign it's a masculine sign and then you have taurus feminine and so on it goes so it's always alternating between masculine feminine masculine feminine um And it's also really interesting. We stumbled a bit when Mm. we were coming up with the kind of correlations between the gods and the signs. We stumbled a bit with uh, Leo. We struggled with finding perhaps the feminine yeah. attribute of it because as soon as i, I think we both said apollo yeah. we we're like oh what's the feminine i know <laughs> it's trying find of find wasn't
1: it yeah because <laughs> apollo
0: is so bright and well apollo is the sun isn't he he, he is he yeah he yeah. can be embodied as the sun yeah. but he's just this kind of luminescent yeah you know kind of center of Mm. the party like life of the party kind of person so yeah yeah, it was really interesting coming coming up with that
1: absolutely and then it's looking at the shadow side so you've got i mean leo is is the very childlike essence Mm. always joyful um when they're balanced they're very happy to be center stage Mm -hmm. so i kind of feel that that's almost like a yoga teacher's embodying that Mm -hmm. so i know a friend of ours talks about being the introverted yoga teacher (laughs) but you've got to step into that, that other side of yourself and it's embodying yeah. that just for that hour or however long you're teaching yeah but then we have the shadow side and I think that's how we came up with Hera for Leo yes. because it's like well this is where the rage comes from that yeah. protective mummer. if you think about yeah. it, a lioness and white protecting wife. her cu- exactly <laughs> and I was like oh yeah that oh that's Hera oh yes <laughs> who's the jealous wife because Zeus yeah. is off with with another little bit
0: of you know yeah human down on earth and there's that there's that meme that just makes me laugh every time i see it this massive book and it's like greek mythology and then next to it this really thin book it's like greek mythology if zeus wasn't horny (laughs) (laughs) so true the amount of (laughs) other gods and humans and demigods that he created just because he thought you know what she's hot (laughs)
1: absolutely and it's but it's so true but it's in the same way we have the male and female entities we have mm. that the the light and the shadow aspects and it's just yeah. finding that balance you know we're all going to get a little bit angry or jealous mm. or we're being protective yeah. and that's what i see leo as that protective lioness yes telling off
0: yeah because let's face telling it off the cubs or telling off the the male <laughs> yeah and <laughs> like, let's face it in in a in a pride of lions mm. it's the lionesses 100% that keep them alive <laughs> yes
1: exactly. exactly they're the ones that are sorting everything out and then the yeah. the dudes the dudes are there like lie, or chilling. chilling out absolutely
0: so we did we did come up with um kind of correlations i think obviously we're going to have people listening mm. that are all different star signs so 100%. to go through them very very briefly mm. and kind of maybe dive into just a little bit each one so we kick off as always with Aries which is the first sign of the zodiac um and for that we had Athena and Aries Mm. which are beautifully polarized both being the embodiment of war yep but Athena, more the strategic yeah. battle planning warfare, yeah. I think is always the word that's used with her. Yeah. She's more about peace treaties yeah. and wisdom yeah. and looking out for the longevity yeah. of both, both sides. Ares thrives in the chaos of mm. war. So you put him at front and centre and he will get you through the tough time. Yeah. So I do find that so interesting mm. in terms of Ares... As a sign, I think yes. that does embody them quite well.
1: 100%. And when you bring it in as well, because the signs are roared by the planets, mm. obviously some planets only got um, discovered even in the 80s Yeah. so some uh, signs there's a couple of signs that are doubled up but mm. Aries is then brought like again this comes into Roman and Greek mythology Mars. with Mars yeah. and Mars is the god of war yeah. uh, so it brings in that element when I go through all the, the sun signs of the zodiac I love bringing different attributes to them so Aries are the first so this is where it's the baby it's about me it's the ego and it's yeah it's like if I'm not getting my way if I'm not getting my nurturement oh, no. I'm gonna let you know come on <laughs> sort it out so I'm gonna scream or I'm gonna shout yeah um so it's we we can see that as we grow up we go through those phases ourselves as we move through those, yeah. those different
0: time Learning groups. the lessons. Absolutely. Um, Taurus, we had Aphrodite and Ceres, or mm. Keres. So yeah. this one's always debated in its spelling. So it's C-E-R-U-S. Mm. But it's it's widely debated by linguists that yeah. the the sea was never soft in ancient times it was always a hard sea so with people like Circe yeah would have actually been Kirky okay and Ceres. Like Kirky. Kirky well I mean she's a fierce woman yeah. um so Ceres would be Keris yeah you can say it either way um this one I think I think you always sum up so beautifully you have a mm. you have a real way of 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 speaking about taurians i think
1: i love i mean my moon's in taurus yeah and there's different placements when you go through a chart that are supposed to be um like exalted Mm -hmm. so i feel very very um grateful that that's where my moon is because the moon Mm. is exalted in taurus which means though uh the moon isn't ruled by taurus Mm -hmm. that you feel very much at home in Taurus, so I very, very much mm. embody that element of of Taurus. So Taurus is our first Earth sign. Yeah. This is the toddler. Mm. This is where we learn to say no. Ooh, no. Okay. No. Yeah, and I mean we can go through um, the areas of the body as well with with mm. the signs, which is how I use it in um, my yoga practice. But we can talk about that a little bit later on. But but yeah, Taurus is where we start to we learn to walk. We feel grounded. Mm. Uh, we start to, like I said, it's we, the foundations. We, it's, the foundations. Uh, it's not quite the foundation of our chart, but no. it's where we, where we, where we attach or connect to that. Physicality Yeah, exactly. Mm. We, we start to walk on the earth. So it's Ooh. very grounded. It's very nurturing. It's so, uh, ruled by Venus. Yeah so they love that that nurturing if you're going to do something you're going to have to do it in a very luxurious way which I love doing it's the bane of my husband because he's like what else what else are you buying now when we did our kitchen extension he's like you had to do the expensive things like but I'm only going to do it once yes that is very much of I'm doing this now when I bought my car how yeah. dare the the car salesman said to me, "Do you really want that color? Does it have to be that color?" I was like, "Yes, of course it does." Spending yes. how much money, you know? Don't yes. don't let me get emotional because the moon rules our emotions. Mm. Hello, Moon of Taurus, but it's a very <laughs> grounded, very grounded. So it's again very nurturing. Mm-hmm. So this is where I really step into this when I do my yoga retreats. So I want to bring you into a bubble. I want you to feel like you're being hugged, even when we weren't allowed to hug. Yeah, uh, it's very much you
0: know food related. Uh, so yeah, and that's all... Ben all over. He's a Taurus, and literally uh, food is his love. Yeah. Um, I love that Venus rules Taurus mm. because of course Venus is the Roman yeah for Aphrodite. Hundred percent. And um, Ceres or Keris, <laughs> however you're feeling, um, was the bull who was turned into the constellation of taurus so it's all yeah that's the
1: sign of taurus isn't it so aries we had the ram and then we move into taurus that is the the bull yeah but it's very feminine very very feminine
0: yeah yeah it's so so interesting and then we come to gemini which is you as well i think this is another one of my favorites in terms of the personifications we have of this sign Mm. persephone and hermes again two of my favorites they have persephone definitely has that duality of yes. gemini with her split time between yes. earth and the underworld mm. her embodiment on earth is always the coming of spring the yep. emergence the the fruitfulness mm. the blossom everything coming to life and hermes because he literally helped his own self his own mother in labor i love that so she was struggling with the labor and he physically kind of pulled himself out of his own mother's womb. And by the end of the day, he was already a toddler yeah. and could speak and communicate. And his advancement was just so vast yeah. in terms of how assured of himself yes. he was the
1: moment he entered the world. Absolutely. And that is exactly what sums up Gemini. Gemini is the first air sign. Mm. Um, ruled by Mercury, so again, it's that, Mercury, the Mercury and, and Yeah. and it is that, that Quicksilver, there's that constant yeah. movement, Mercury's our fastest moving planet, it literally mm-hmm. takes 88 days, to cycle around the sun, mm-hmm. so in one, uh, Earth year uh, Mercury's gone around the sun in four times, which oh. is why Mercury retrograde. I had to mention this because everyone talks about Mercury retrograde. It's why Mercury retrogrades so often. Yes, but it's it's all about quick movement. You think about mm. Hermes. Uh, it's all about yeah. right, got to get wings on his B, heels, wings on his heels, quick yeah. that constant movement. And I love that you mentioned spring because mm-hmm. all of the you know we, okay we have only have four seasons, but yes. all the signs are related to the seasons. Gemini mm. is spring yeah it's that emerges. we're just moving into um the summer solstice yeah and that then moves us into uh cancer season yeah. so we start to move into that summer season
0: one thing i wanted to mm. say about mercury retrograde so obviously mercury is the roman incarnation yes. of hermes and hermes was god of many things mm. but he was always first and foremost the messenger god Yes. And it's always interesting when it's Mercury retrograde because it's communication that fails.
1: So, Gemini rules over communication. That's when we start mm. moving because looking at the body, uh, Aries rolls over your head. Yep. Then you start moving into the neck for the right. Taurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that's when you start learning the word no. Yes. Because it's that stubborn mm-hmm. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with Gemini, we move into the shoulders and the arms, but they do rule over communication. But you think so about. Expressive. They are really expressive. Yeah. So, it's very much a Vata sign if you're constantly like moving <laughs> your arms,
0: you can't stay still. Um, and I do. Definitely feel that the hands are potentially, in certain mm. people, the most expressive Absolutely. part of their body. 100%. How they gesture, yeah. how they bring it into mm. their speech. It's so interesting.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you watch um, Eat, Pray, Love, and they mm. highlight about the Italians and they gesture with the hands. <laughs> I love that part because it's, it's such a Gemini thing. I yeah. mean, you could even go into the subject of, like, you've got the map uh, for myths, but yeah. certain areas, every area of the world is then related to a zodiac sign.
0: Mm. So it'd be very interesting. I've
1: never looked into it properly. Please got, do. Then we'll do got... another <laughs> podcast episode. <said, like>, Thank <laughs> you. Because you've got astrocartography, which is all about travel. And it's going into different aspects. very similar to ley lines. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Gemini coming, circling back, so we don't get on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, coming is what back. is we Gemini
1: on, this, on the uh, podcast. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, Gemini does rule over communication. Mm. Um, I always like to see, and it makes me laugh, because I've even have, I always have students like, is Mercury retrograde? <laughs> like, yes, it is. But Mercury is all about slowing down. Like I said, Gemini is very Vata. Yes. The planet, <clears throat> The planet that rules... Gemini is then slowing down. Mm. You ask Avata to slow down, and oh. it's like, oh my gosh, I can't do <laughs> Where's this. the floor? Where's, yeah, I know. I don't even know what the floor is. I'm just, yeah. shroom, you know, speed of light. But it's remembering we need that ebb and flow. We, we can move quickly and we need to move slowly. Yeah. And Mercury's reminding us to slow down. And it can be hard. Hang right on. now, Mercury's retrograde in its ruling sign of Gemini. So communications mm. can be a little bit more um, muffled or screwed. Only if you're not prepared yeah so you've got to be you know we know Mercury's going to retrograde we've got about five planets retrograde at the moment but Mercury is the trend at the moment of course Um, but it's it's hashtag
0: hashtag... Mercury retrograde
1: (laughs) I love it. I mean, there's even films that mention it. And yeah. it's like, I just I just find it absolutely hilarious that we're at a point now in life that we not only know about Mercury retrograde, but we can just joke about it really silly. Mm. Like, and people get it. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, people were like, well, what's that? Pardon? Mean? What? <laughs> Mercury's what? Um, um, and I mean, it, it it, means it's moving backwards. Because mm. from our point of view, like when you're sitting on a train and a train next to you is moving slower or faster than you are it looks like it's moving backwards we know it's not because we're hmm. propelling forward and that's no. all it is is that from our point of view when we're looking it's at an Mercury, optical illusion it's it is almost. It's, you know it's almost like when someone's filmed jumping out of a plane and they slow down yeah. because they've had their parachute released yeah. the camera hasn't so it yeah but it's <laughs> it Goodbye. is it's just that they've slowed down yeah this is when we get into mythology again though mm. because Every star, every um, planet does this, but more so Mercury and Venus. Mm. So they, they look like they're moving backwards. So it's when they go from an evening star to a morning star. Mm. So we see Venus very brightly, say, in, in the evening. And then when Venus retrogrades, dips below our um, horizon and then we start to see Venus in the morning and it becomes a morning star so that's B, when it's that that movement into the underworld very much that that mythology there you go but it's just reminding us yeah (sighs) slow down don't force anything don't rush if you know it's going to take you an hour maybe leave two hours early (laughs) yeah yeah it's not a bad thing yeah it's just frustrating we live in a world that wants to move quickly yeah get things done And then Mercury's got
0: other ideas.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's
0: all it is. We cannot move at 90 miles an hour all the time. No. So the next sign, which is the sign we're going to be coming into very Mm. shortly, of cancer. Yes. For this sign, we had Hestia, who is such an overlooked goddess. She needs to be revered more. She, she, I love Hestia. So she's the goddess of the hearth and the home. She's Mm. kind of the heart of the original 12 Olympians. Yeah. She was the first and last born. And there is a story there. Mm. So she was the first physically born, but also then the first to be eaten by yep. her father, Kronos. Yep. When Zeus came along and slayed his father, all his siblings tumbled out, obviously in reverse order. Yep. So then of course, Hestia was the youngest. Yeah. So she kind of, um, brings that sense of older wisdom, mm. but youthfulness with yes. her as well. Um, but because she is the goddess of the hearth and the home and and as that kind of over the years that that became less important yeah she stepped down as one of the main 12 mm. to give her space to another mm. and i just think like with that whole caregiver element yes. of cancer it's just so embodied you know no mm. you first yeah you know? absolutely <laughs> and that is um
1: so cancer's the fourth sign rules mm. the fourth house the fourth house is the foundation of our chart as you look at the chart uh-huh. you have a wheel yeah and the fourth house is on the bottom that's our foundation mm. our foundation is our home isn't it yes you know, there's, yeah there's no place like home where we feel um, safe where we feel safe um it is then known as the mother figure when we go mm. opposite we then move into the 10th house of cancer which is the father figure so again we have that male female mm. um components uh, but it is literally, yeah, I really do see and it, you know, I see it a lot at the moment with a lot of students or clients that that mother figure is is a case of no you first yes we're, we're so used to yeah. I'll, I'll sort yourself you know I'll sort you out first Yeah, and then maybe I'll get yeah. a bit of time for me yeah and it's that reminder of and I keep hearing this a lot of we've got to put our oxygen yeah, mask on yeah it's literally what you know, I was just thinking literally you know <laughs> what are we going to do we're going to no, I'll, I'll sort everyone else out and then I'll be fine because I'm super woman really yeah. um, but you've got to put your oxygen mask on first and that's mm. what cancer's really reminding ourselves of is you've got to refill your cup you've got to know and work with your foundations. Otherwise what have you got more. to give? Absolutely. So it's it's I love the, yeah, that yeah, is that half and that is exactly what Cancerian yeah. is
0: all about the male entity I chose for this is not very well known either mm. but he's Dinlas and he was a fallen soldier who created a haven for further fallen soldiers in oh, the afterlife nice. so instead of going to the underworld of mm. course the underworld in Greek mythology isn't hell no. um, it's where everybody goes yeah. um, but he created this separate fallen so kind of like Valhalla kind of like a very calm Valhalla <laughs> 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 you get massages not mead <laughs> I'm going to the Viking Valhalla then. I mean, I would definitely (laughs) rather go to the Viking Valhalla, but (laughs) Dinlas created this haven for fallen soldiers, which again is this... So like like a spa? Kind of like a spa. spa. Let's have a spa Let's have a spa spa for fallen soldiers in the afterlife. (laughs) I love Um, that. We have spoken very briefly about Leo mm. and like the the brightness and the and yeah. the, the shadow side in Apollo and Hera. So we'll move to Virgo to yes. to to move through this. So you said today we mm. are in the moon. The, the moon is in Virgo. So emotionally,
1: we may be feeling that we need to be embodying, or you may be doing it without realising um, that essence of Virgo. So Virgo is about health. Mm-hmm. it's a six house it's our uh, next uh mm. sign because once we came back to leo we yes. moved back through fire yes earth, air, water yeah so we cycle through those those four elements mm-hmm. uh but yeah virgo likes to be organized so if you if you're a list writer then you're embodying <laughs> you're embracing that virgo trait you might but... not have um any virgo in you but that's still a virgo trait because yes you might have something say very strong in your sixth house mm. so i think for me my son depending on which type of chart you look at because there's so many different types of astrology my son's in my fifth or my sixth house mm. so that would make it a strong house yeah so though i don't have anything in virgo my son is touching on that so it's a very Mm. strong entity Mm. so that's why you're like well why do i have a very strong virgo entity if you have your chart read you Uh. may have planets in that house which is virgo ruled Mm. so if you like writing lists because then you can know i can tick that off yeah that's the virgo trait (laughs) that's the whole point of writing a list isn't it to tick stuff off of it Uh, all all the uh, well-known sort of figures for caregivers are always earth signs
0: mm, yeah because so there's that like, grounded yes so even like, might say
1: you know if we were we've already tapped in a little bit on religion but say jesus and buddha are uh, mm. earth signs yeah so it's really interesting that is that has that nourishment to yeah.
0: it yeah and in mythological terms we had demeter and hephaestus yes hephaestus was cast mm. into a cave yep because he was ugly, Hera thought that he was too ugly yeah. to be seen on Mount Olympus. He almost had to prove himself yeah. to come back up. So he almost had to have that to-do list. Well, yeah. this is my goal. What do I need to do to be able to achieve that? And he works with the earth, works. There, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a smith. Yeah, he's a smith. So he works with with the elements mm. and, and, and makes truly marvellous weapons yeah. and tools. And the feminine counterpart for the Virgo we had was Demeter, Mm. who of course, Persephone's mother and really fought for her to stay earthside rather than go down to the underworld with Hades for the autumn and the winter. Mm. Um, but she, because of that brings the harvest, which is always a time where loads needs to be done. So again, you can bring that back to, okay, right. Time of harvest. We need to get the apple crop in from the orchard. We need to do what, you know, going back to kind of more ancient times when we had to do all of these things. Um, and we can think about the, the festival of Mabon, which is all about mm. celebrating what we've done and, yeah. and having all of that yeah. coming together. And that's
1: just after Virgo season. So Virgo yes. season's end of August, yes. moving into September. Yeah. So it's that preparation. So you yeah. pre- you're you preparing for. for going into that autumn equinox, which yeah. then moves us into
0: the um, Libra Very season. Very nicely into Libra. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all about balance. Mm. We had and your moon sign. Th- th- my moon sign. <laughs> we had Themis and Atlas. Yes. Purely because I felt that they brought about the, the best sense of what the sign embodies. Mm. Themis is the Titaness goddess of justice. She yes. was always brought in for trials, mm. and her her symbol is the scales. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's the only inanimate object yes. that sums up the um, the sign. Yes. And Themis was always seen as, rather than a goddess or a titaness, she was always mm. the scales. Yeah. And Atlas, of course, had to balance the entire world <laughs> on his he- on the back of his neck, Yep. which I recently found our top vertebrae the Atlas. is called the Atlas. Yes. And I was like, I need to do much more research I into <laughs> how many body parts are named after <laughs> Greek gods and goddesses. So that's my next mission. Mm. But yeah, Libra, my moon, which it's funny as well my best friend is libra sun aries moon i love that and So that like duality that balance yes yeah exactly Perfect. i love that
1: yeah and that's exactly what libra is so in this sense of atlas it's like i'll, I'll take everyone's burdens for yeah. you yeah uh, i don't want you to pile it on it's, fine. On it's <laughs> fine i don't want to i don't want to topple anything over i don't want to cause any chaos mm. but then on the other side of it it's very much like stepping into being a lawyer i've got to fight mm. for this justice something's yeah. wrong and, and i've got to this truth yeah exactly um, and that sort of moves the the truth seeker's more saggy yes yeah but yeah libra brings because obviously everything we everything we build before we get say to sagittarius the, the ninth sign we've mm. had eight signs before so mm. libra's paving that way as we get towards that point so Mm. it's that we need to fight for justice we've got our voice we've been playful now we've brought this harvest in what have we been learning you know Mm. that can be you know what we're we're taking in not just eating for nourishment but we're taking (laughs) in all those books that we're reading um and then we can build it on so every sign builds on what the uh, previous one has learned so libra yeah yeah, perfect with that sort of the justice
0: Love yeah. that, love that. And then Scorpio switching gears quite mm. drastically. I feel I I thought Hecate. Mm. She's again not a not a goddess, seen as more of a witch. Yes, and kind of a bit of an outcast. Yes. Because she wanted to play with the darker magic, yep. so really wanted to weave in the more taboo subjects yes, of witchcraft. I'm so
1: glad you said that. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, please say the <laughs> word. I'm
0: so glad you said that. So she wanted to tap into all of the more taboo elements mm. that perhaps weren't seen, and obviously, Greek society was very prim and proper, very led. Mm. There were, there was chaos, <laughs> there were parties, but they were at a very set time. Yes, was like there was allowed, because a, this is a solstice or celebration, yeah, now
1: we can be a, a bit... There's a time and a place, yes.
0: everyone, time and a place. And Scorpio
1: is, comes in and... Hmm. Yeah,
0: and Hecate, and we had the male counterpart of Dionysus, yes. who brings the wine to the party... Yes.
1: Loosens your lips. Because Scorpio, Scorpio, (laughs) literally, I mean, Scorpio is now our second water sign. Yes. So I always um, see, like, cancer is our first water sign. So that's like when you start putting your feet in the water.
0: Yeah. A little... A a a babbling brook.
1: A a babbling brook. I love that. (laughs) Scorpio, on the other hand, is when you get barrel rolled when you're out surfing. And it's like, now I'm going to knock you straight off. This is that darker, (laughs) rough... I literally looked up at your picture that you've got of the rough seas. Oh, yeah. That's such a lovely Scorpio. Scorpio are the most misunderstood sign of the zodiac yeah my brother i love him to bits he's a scorpio <laughs> <laughs> one of his children's also a scorpio so i kind of giggle like you've got to put up with that now <laughs> but them um, great, great. <laughs> oh yes but they are the most loving yeah i uh, again one of our friends is a scorpio i think she's a double scorpio double. married to a scorpio yeah oh
0: my yeah. gosh i mean i'm married i'm a
1: gemini married to a gemini so hey you know but but they're the most loving but they're the most not they're misunderstood because they're viewed as secretive.
0: Yes, you know
1: everything they have is locked deep in a box, mm. and they're only going to unravel that when they truly trust you. Mm. Scorpio have been, like you said, you know, Hecate's kind of like cast aside. Yeah, Scorpio rules the eighth house, which is all the taboo subjects. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to talk about politics. We don't want to talk mm. about money taxes this is all mm-hmm. about partnership with other people so yeah this is when we start to move towards government we're not mm-hmm. quite there yet in the signs but it is all about taboo subjects so i yeah. love that Dionysus is there because everyone yep. talks when you're a bit drunk yeah had a, had a couple of bits of mead we've, we've already mentioned mead so oh, yeah no, let's go for it <laughs> i love a bit of mead but you know you, you kind of you loose you, you sort of loosen up a bit don't you with yeah. well, you can't talk about that suddenly now i can yeah. um so this is Scorpio is teaching us that you know we're a lot deeper than what we portray, mm. what we put out there. And we need to start talking about those taboo subjects. There's a reason why they're taboo, and we can stop that by talking about them. So that's where Scorpio comes stepping in. Stepping into that. Stepping into that. And then that weaves beautifully then into sagittarius mm. Because those, those, those taboo subjects have come out, suddenly now we need to seek the truth. Yes. And that's what Sagittarius... Sagittarius oh. is the traveller. Mm. And it, you might be travelling mentally in your mind or mm. physically in your body... Um, I have a lot. My chart is mostly Gemini and Sagittarius. Oh, joyous! So it's it's really funny. View it's like why do I want to travel so much? Oh, Sagittarius.
0: Yeah. and that perfectly ties in. We have spoken that mm. that Sagittarius is Artemis and Prometheus, and Artemis took herself away from society. Yeah. So where Hecate was cast out, yeah. Artemis chose to yeah. leave. Goddess of the chase and the chased, mm. the hunt and the hunted. Yeah. she had this element of there is something much deeper than what society has deemed appropriate, air quotes. And she surrounded herself by women, which nowadays everyone very much links with homosexuality. But she was the protector of Mm. these women. She knew that women were not equal in the society. You know, Mm. she knew this. She knew that women needed more care. And she took them away from that society that was not overly caring towards them and she provided that care for them um even though she was never a mother she was the goddess of childbirth and Mm. midwifery and i find that astounding I, th- yeah. I think she's such a complex complex character to unpack but more mm. than anything she is the seeker yes. and she she goes from what what is known mm. and journeys into what is unknown to Absolutely. make her own mind yes. prometheus similarly was given the task to create the human race mm. zeus got bored said <laughs> prometheus get your finest clay yeah. and make me some humans please yeah. He formed them on the side of a hill in the sun. He let them bake. Mm. He made them in a myriad of colors from white with pink hues or yellow hues, browns, blacks, and purple, green, and blue. And Zeus in his excitement to hear that the human race was ready came bounding down Mount Olympus, bounding down the hills and trod on all of the purple, green, and blue ones. Mm which is the story of the Greek, the Greek story of how we ended up with our skin tones, our skin colours, and why we are only of a particular spectrum of colour, not purple for some reason. Why didn't I have purple skin? My goodness. (laughs) Um, He also gifted humankind fire, Mm. which is the thing that transformed us as a human race, as as a being on this planet. So I think they tie in. Mm. Oh, I could talk about that all day. All day. Absolutely. Um, We had a fun one with, so Capricorn, I think, is the one I know the least about. Mm. That's the next sign that we have. So that one is, is it December? Yes, so Capricorn is December uh, into January. through winter solstice very nice
1: so there's four signs that are marked that we move into those um, signs by the equinoxes or the solstices yeah and capricorn is the winter solstice Mm. yeah so it's that sort of obviously in the northern hemisphere Mm -hmm. uh, we're moving into winter so it can be quite harsh Mm capricorn is ruled by very stern saturn known as father time Mm-hmm. which is kind of how we then decided like who we were going yeah. you know, yeah. to assign <laughs> to the sign of Capricorn. As I said earlier, my rising sign, which really threw me when I dove into my chart more, mm. is Capricorn. And yeah. Capricorn can be very stern, very serious, all about career, very, very, very masculine. Mm. Uh, it's what rules government. It's the 10th house, which is re- literally our career house. If you ever have a chart read and you see the words M and C uh, that is that point that marks your chart for your mm. career
0: line so
1: it's really really interesting and I love that in my chart mine's in Scorpio so I need mm. to start talking about those taboo subjects so it's, it's interesting in that point but yeah it was it was fun putting together who we felt embodied that capricorn yeah we
0: essence. put zeus mm. we put zeus and i also feel like Kronos could probably be there yeah. as well yeah because he embodies time mm-hmm. very physically yeah uh but the father element is not there at all he no. was not a nurturing father in the slightest so zeus i felt was mm. such a and great it could be that fit. they're not
1: because you think it's the top of your yeah. chart so yeah. you know for you know for mount olympus point of view it's that mm. top of the chart right at the top right overseeing yeah. everything Think, but not necessarily mm. so that could be like the the ceo or the president mm. sort of thing they're there they're the face but everyone else is there so much doing, underneath yeah, that as
0: well yeah. yeah and yeah and for the female counterpart we had Rhea, who's actually zeus's mother mm. um which i felt was a really nice embodiment and perhaps the slightly more um she was an incredibly cunning deity yeah in that she'd had so many children that her husband had decided to eat that when it came to zeus her final child she mm. went away and she gave birth to him as soon as chronos came to eat him she gave him a rock god knows how he didn't <laughs> know the difference between a baby and a rock he swallowed the rock and the rock was what made him then vomit the rest of his children up in reverse order but she was she was she was quiet but she was still there's still that kind of energy to her yes. which i think is really great um Last two, Aquarius, which Mm. starts, kind of starts the calendar year, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, Capricorn's the first bit, isn't it? Capricorn is December, January. Mm. Then we move into Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius, I love. Aquarius rules Mm. astrology. Aquarius, again, gets a bit misunderstood because we have the word aqua, so people think they're water, Water. but it's actually Mm -hmm. our last air sign. Mm. So you've got this, it's the embodiment of the the water bearer. Mm. So yes, she's literally a a woman, a female, pouring from this this vase of, of water, but you think the you know the vase, you've also got the air in there as well so yeah. you,
0: you've got those it's, two elements there's a symbiotic there's, relationship As yeah, the absolutely. water empties the air fills
1: exactly um aquarius are very much uh, like the mad scientists <laughs> they're the re- they're the <laughs> rebel they have all the ideas <clears throat> that are really out there think einstein <clears throat> um he literally he was an aquarius which i love as well Brilliant. but they're the ones that will think outside the box let's do this and everyone's like you crazy hang on um, hang on <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit bonkers but then suddenly it works. Yeah. So they're a bit out there. I I love I love Aquarius. If you want to have a bit of a weird adventure, let's go for a ride in the car, where are we going? Nobody knows. Um take an Aquarius. Take an (laughs) Aquarius. So yeah very much um uh you know very different. Their element actually with their planet is electricity. So you think how new how, you know when electricity came about everyone was like hang on what what's what? this So it's it's very very much very new mm. currently um, it's Uranus that is that rules Aquarius and that was a very new planet that was discovered currently mm. that is in Taurus so that's why we're being shook up at the moment because mm. Taurus as we know we want to feel safe and nurtured and suddenly know, we're know, like know, hang on this is not what's going on at the moment I've got to try and find this so we're currently in that element of Aquarius with um, Uranus that it's like hang on no we want to do things differently it's yeah. time to do things differently so that's what Reassess. that's what Aquarius is, is trying to get us to do it's that, it's that not quite a nudge we've had a few nudges mm-hmm. like with Scorpio and now Aquarius is like "This time! It's time to do something different whether you want it or not because you know it's going to be good for you but yeah it's like Aquarius would be the person that would go to a restaurant you know the restaurant where you can eat in the dark yeah I'm so I (laughs) so have to look up who who invented that yeah that's such an Aquarius thing I don't want to know what I'm eating I don't even know I don't even want a menu just bring me whatever you think I should have yeah
0: I'm up for it. Um, Yeah. And we tied to that Astraea and Morpheus. So Astraea is the goddess of the stars. Mm. She she looks... In fact, she's in control of the movement of the stars. Um, They believed that there was someone, a goddess, Mm. who had... who had the movement of that yeah. within her power. And Morpheus, of course, is the god of dreaming. Mm. It's where we get the word morph. Yeah. Um, and it's he's kind of the god of lucid dreaming. Yes. So it's this very awakened sense. And mm. I always just can't help but think of the Matrix, the yes. red pill, the blue pill, that character's called Morpheus. Absolutely. And he's like, wake Yeah, come on. I think that's
1: where it comes in with the Aquarius because when we move into Pisces in a moment, Pisces rules over dreams.
0: Mm. But like you said, it's
1: lucid dream. It's where those ideas come from. Yeah. Or morphing. We're morphing into a different reality.
0: Mm.
1: Quite literally, as we do in the Matrix. Yeah. Which one do
0: you choose? Which one do you choose? Yeah,
1: perfect. And
0: then Pisces is is the dreamiest. My mum's a Pisces. I feel like she embodies the Pisces more than anyone I think I've ever met in my life. (laughs) We had Psyche and Poseidon as our two embodiments of this particular sign. And Psyche is just one of my favourites. Psyche is the soul of Greek mythology. Mm. And she literally falls in love with love, Eros. Yeah. And they are perfectly tied together mm. for eternity
1: perfect and that's really where pisces comes in pisces very dreamy uh sort of head and heart mm. don't align it's mm. the two fishes swimming in the opposite direction yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, well, yes. I'm going this yes. way well i i'm going this way yes my heart wants to do this but your head so you should really be doing this <laughs> um it's again rules over dreams deep dreaming this is where we go into um like the psychic art so mm. that would be when you know, tarot readings come in palm mm. reading all of that is very clairvoyancy very, yeah. all of that yeah and then it's pisces would then essentially be the embodiment of all the signs because now it's the last sign yeah. and pisces would be taking on all of the previous 11 signs have learned mm who then make pisces no pressure pisces <laughs> i
0: don't know anything Sorry, i don't know where i'm going
1: but that is essentially the maybe the more story. an
0: intuitively led
1: absolutely and that's perfect for pisces
0: oh wonderful i cannot tell you how much i have enjoyed not only chatting with you today but also going into some of the the deeper work that we did beforehand yeah. um if you would like to know any more about astrology and weaving it into mm. your life, please go and follow Rachel. Um, I'd say Instagram's probably the best way to catch you regularly. Yeah, I'm
1: always posting on Instagram. Um, again, depending on how I'm weaving in what I'm currently offering. Mm-hmm. So at yogini underscore Rach mm-hmm. is my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I do have some stuff on my um, website. There's, a f- There's something that's brewing... Obviously, at the moment, it's been a bit restricted, <laughs> but there is something that I am kind of brewing with regards to retreats and astrology. So I hope oh. that starts to build. Uh, I have put a little sneaky peek on my website, which is <sighs> yogarach.co.uk. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Yep, yeah, I cannot recommend your work enough. You have really shone a light on a subject that was very very elusive to me yeah. I think you've really opened it up Yay. and helped me understand and weaving it in with a subject that I love just makes it so fascinating <laughs> as well I feel like you could do astrology with a lot of things mm, as well um, 100%. extra reading bits and pieces if you were to give people maybe a book or 2 of recommended being the Gemini you are give me some oh, books oh I know a
1: friend <laughs> asked me this and honestly I wouldn't start with a book because um, there are so many it Mm -hmm. depends on what you want to dive into so I would suggest first and foremost to dive more into astrology learn about your own chart so I do do readings but if you want to sort of just learn how uh, you know what your chart is made up of you know how you're made up of with those that sun the moon and the rising yeah go to Mm astro.com and put in your date of birth where you were born so what town city you were born in ideally if you know the time you were born we'll make it more accurate mm-hmm. and then you can start from there and obviously it is going to be going down a rabbit hole because there's so <laughs> much information it is fascinating there are so many different aspects you can look at and focus on uh, but i'd say have a go from there first mm. so you have a basic idea and then you can expand from there
0: perfect that sounds truly truly wonderful so you've got your You've got your links to go to astro.com to go and look at your birth chart and get your foundations in your astro chart. You also have yogawithrache.co.uk to have some sneak peeks if you ever fancy heading on a retreat with some astrology woven in with movement and meditation and yeah. YogiLibra underscore Rach on Instagram Yay. for daily insights and little snippets of inspiration, of astrology and yoga and everything in between. Thank you so much for joining Rachel and me for our rather self-indulgent conversation on astrology and mythology. I hope you enjoyed it. I've put links in the description to all of the different ways you can contact with Rachel via social media and her website, and of course the Astro website where you can see your own birth chart and get an insight into who you are as a whole. Remember you can also support this podcast over on Patreon for either £5 or £10 a month. You can get a plethora of gifts, guides and goodies as well as live classes with me every single month. I will catch you in the next podcast but until then, Om Shanti.